Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm your host, Harold Littlejohn, CPA, on another lovely, warm Chico afternoon. I'm glad you have time to spend with me. I have a very interesting guest for local business talk today on Business Buzz, so it's going to be real fun and entertaining and educational, I believe. I'm going to learn a lot. I'm hoping you will, too. I wanted to start today with a little bit of a follow-up for one of the stories I've been helping you follow along with, and that's my favorite California company, Tesla. And what I what I brought today was just a little summary from their quarter, the report for their second quarter of business of 2018. The news is, well, the headline is, this is from the LA Times version of the article, Tesla lost $717 million dollars but vows to make a profit next quarter. And to make a long story short, what happened was uh, Mr. Musk, the CEO, who I've been filling you in on lately, he apologized for his rude behavior three months earlier on one of those business calls during the first quarter's reports. They reported the largest net loss they've ever had, but they went through less cash than the prior quarter. And the loss in the second quarter of 2018 was more than double the $336 million only that they lost in the second quarter of 2017. My point of this whole thing is that the same day he did this call with the investors on this quarterly earnings report of saying they lost $717 million and only burned $742 million in cash, which was less than the $784 million in cash, they burned through in the first quarter, the stock went up 10% that night. So that was my point. So if you have a broker who's got your money sitting there and maybe you own some Tesla stock, I'm I'm hoping that he didn't sell until after that call because I wouldn't have expected the stock to go up 10%, but that's the type of market this is. So I just wanted to keep you posted on my favorite company that's built on air, and uh, they're promising to turn profits. I'll definitely be keep you, keeping you posted because I'm always interested in reading about this company. It's just, it's almost comical, the stuff that this guy comes out with. Like I told you last time when I talked about him, he had called the guy who rescued the kids in Thailand Pedo Boy because Pedo Boy didn't want to use his mini submarine to rescue the kids. And the guy wrote back and said, we don't need your mini submarine. Thank you anyway. And uh, Mr. Musk got upset and called him a pedophile. So uh, it's just a very entertaining company. I, I, I'm just guessing that uh, just everything I can see here, I don't know how they'll ever make a profit. I don't know how they'll ever sell enough cars to turn a profit. But if they do, more power to them, and I would have been wrong. But uh, it's just one of the things I like to point out for you as, an, as someone who might have their retirement money under management by stockbroker types you know, do you own Tesla? And if you don't own Tesla directly, do you own a mutual fund that owns Tesla stock? And is the stock really worth, uh, I believe the market cap of this Tesla right now is $51 billion. And that's at a $300 per share price. So I'm just wondering if this company is really worth $51 billion if they don't turn a profit pretty soon with all this car manufacturing there supposedly ramping up and doing and whatever. I just wanted to fill you in on some local California business news because I try to keep, keep up with this guy. It's kind of, it's kind of entertaining. So I promised you a guest today in the studio is Ms. Kim Scott. And she is one of the owners of Chico scrap metal. Is that right, Kim? Yes, it is, Harold. Thank you very much. Great. And, uh, so You've been, uh, you're a Chico native, is that right? Yes, I am. So born and raised in Chico? Born and raised. Wow. And so you grew up with a family that was already in business when you were born, is that right? Yes. My and, father started out in auto wrecking, dismantling as Scotty's Auto Wreckers. Wow. And then transitioned into scrap metal recycling. Now, was Scotty's down on Park or Fair Street or anywhere? Right on Fair Street, where the current waste management Okay. Businesses today okay. on Scott Avenue. And he was... In fact, that's our street, oh, Scott wow. Avenue. Okay, that yes. makes sense. Yeah. 
Now, Waste Management, was your dad's company prior to... Not Waste Management. He had sold the property off and... Oh, okay. So they took it over there. Correct. Okay. And now your company... What's the actual name? The official name of the company is... Chico Scrap Metal Incorporated. Okay. And that includes Chico, Gridley, and Orville? Uh, Chico and Durham, Orville. Durham and Orville. Yes. Okay. So you operate scrap businesses that actually recycle all different types of metal is that the main part of the business that is correct we recycle and does that include like junked cars when someone has an old car would they come to you to sell it yes yes oh. yeah wow exactly uh, so anything metal <laughs> okay <laughs> that's uh, very interesting and you and so as far as chico goes you're the only real scrap metal place in chico is that right Correct. We are the only one that accepts and recycles scrap metal. Okay. And do you pretty much recycle almost everything that comes in, or is there any time you can't? Uh, Generally, we recycle everything we can. Uh, If it looks like we can't, we reject it. Right. Right. You don't want something that you can't get rid of. Correct. So you have to watch out for, like, things that might have toxic things like batteries. What do you do with things like that? Well, Actually, we do take batteries, uh, and of course, there is a way to manage uh, that kind of item for recycling purposes so that they're not abandoned on the roadside where you've got acid right. you know, leaking out into the beds. And so we have to uh, follow a business code in order to secure them, wrap them, keep them covered or indoors, right. all of those things that you need to do. Is there a way for you to get rid of those oh, yes. safely? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. We're actually what you would call a feeder yard. So we interface from the community or the consumer with the other part of the recycling stream that can handle it beyond us. Right. And is that government-run places or other big companies that take it from you? Private. Private companies? Private, yes. And are they like large, real large companies or some of them local types? Uh, Some of them are local and uh, some of them are large. As far as our general scrap metal, those are much larger companies located. Um, for example, we will send material to Sacramento or Oakland Bay Area. Right. Because those are your larger processors. And do they actually process them here in the state, do you think, or do they get sent overseas or something? Uh, it's a combination. Okay. They do have some capability to process in the Bay Area and right. then load a container ship and ship it, and other times they ship it as it is. So are base metals... Does the price fluctuate a lot, or does it stay pretty similar, like for aluminum or something? Or what's the metal you guys deal with a lot? Steel from uh, cars? Iron. It, it fluctuates. Uh, our, our world is always a volatile world. Uh, it requires or depends on the relationships we have with other countries because China, for example, has always been the primary purchaser, the largest purchaser Ooh. of our metals. Um, Uh-oh. Yes. So... <laughs> so <laughs> Is anything happening in the tariff world for you uh, guys The prices right now? are down. <laughs> so, unfortunately. <laughs> you mean unfortunately, the prices they're paying are down? Uh, the prices that we might could pay to you, the consumer, oh, okay. is down because uh, partially the, uh, with the tariffs, the American companies are have to sit on their material longer okay. in order to get a contract, or the contract takes longer. Um, so, yeah, we've had some negative impact from that. Now, how do you get your word on the tariffs? Is there some kind of newsletter you get that explains that as for you to be a local business person that's going to ship something to china indirectly Mm -hmm. yes it's going to affect you how do you know this because like i had a client who called me because they do dealings with purchasing raw materials from Uh china but they didn't really they're looking to me for help on this and i'm an income tax guy (laughs) And, but I, I I know how to look things up sure. because I'm pretty good at it. But how do you get your news about tariffs? How would you know that? We rely on the people that we ship to. Okay, they'll tell and, you. Oh, yes. Because they're and the ones directly shipping off to China, right? They're the ones contracting, correct. Right. Okay. And so uh, their emails are very short. Here's the new prices. Oh, okay, right. Negative <laughs> or positive. Right. <laughs> but lately it's been a little lower? Yeah, it fluctuates, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, they might go up. $20 a ton for two weeks, and two weeks later go down $30 a ton. Right. So uh, it's always a volatile market because in our business you have to stockpile. So I may pay you, the consumer, this amount now. Right. 
fingers crossed that by the time I sell it, which might be a month later, that the price has held right. or gone up. Well, that's kind of oh. like I, I talk a lot about buying gold and silver, and that's the same yes, thing. Exactly. It's a metal. It, you can make an order, and by the time you send the check to buy your order, you've already lost or made money. Correct. Because it fluctuates every day. Correct. <laughs> you got it. Now, so the, so the typical person you see during the day might have, I mean, what's the largest thing you would see? A, a vehicle? I mean, do they, or would they bring you a... Oh, a gosh. truckload of metal from a destroyed building or something. I would say the largest uh, would be more of a demolition building type of material. Okay. Um, we've had farmers who have, you know, scrap tractors that have reached the end of life and right. want to recycle the iron. Uh, we've had people that have demoed buildings. What was it, a couple of years ago you had folks out on the north end where they had that hell storm? Oh, right. And they People, had all the roofs that were worthless and stuff. and garages made out of aluminum or metal. Oh, yeah, so they could take it to you. Yeah. They have to get it to you, or do you guys pick up if it's a big enough load or something? If it's a big enough load, we'll go out and look at it and possibly pick right, it up. maybe work that out. Or yeah. provide bins. Uh, right. You know, we've done neighborhood cleanups. Uh, Love Chapman, they've worked with us for years in the past where we provide bins for free in the uh, community there. Oh, okay, like if somebody's clearing out a messed up, house area or something or an old Correct. shed or something if it's big enough if not you do have to bring it in you have to right. have that capability but you don't deal with do you recycle things other than metal or is it pretty much the metal you're looking for what if somebody's got piles of lumber and old wood so the list is short on what we don't take generally and we don't take concrete or wood um, non-metal oh, okay types of thing no styrofoam uh, right. there just isn't a There's no way stream. for you to get rid of it Correct. right, right. Yeah. Wow. Consumers are finding things out as well that, you know, on one end there's been this rule, for example, solar panels. But there's no way to recycle solar panels, so what do you do with those? Right. So there's a few items that are out there that still don't have a recycling stream yet. Hmm. You think that's being worked on or people are figuring it out? I hope so. Yeah. Because we get those calls. Right. <laughs> so does a lot of the things that if you get something... Is the entire thing you get end up in your stream and you get rid of it? Or do you end up having to haul stuff out to like Neil Road that you can't get rid of? I mean, how does that work? On occasion, uh, we've gotten better about screening, right. you know, what we take and right. what we don't take. For example, tires used to be a big I issue for us. I was going to ask about tires, yeah. yeah. We don't take tires, but guess what? The landfill has a maximum of how many tires they can have, too. Oh. So we've had to pay in the past to get rid of tires um, out of the area where we've contracted with a company it's not in this area. Oh. Um, and that's cost us, of course. Right, because Neil Road has a limit, right? Correct. Um, so now, of course, someone has something that has a tire on it, we let you know that we're not able to take it, so you'll need to take it Remove home with you. Remove the tire first. Or we yeah. have to charge you for it so that when we get ready to discard it, we can cover that fee. Right. I noticed when you buy a new set of tires, they always charge you a fee to get yes. rid of the old ones. Right. But I don't argue with them because that's one thing you don't want sitting around your yard. Correct. Yeah. Now, the actual recycling of aluminum cans yes. and plastic bottles, Yes. those are the kind that people will collect and then come to you, right? Like with a giant bag? Right. And the state has said, hey, drinking containers... They're recyclable. We charge you, the consumer, at the check stand. And in order to get that refund back, we're going to, you know, direct you to a recycling center. Right. And so you are the largest one, you think, or um, uh, in I, Chico? I there's would only say two, right? There's only two, yes, ourselves and, of course, Fair Street Recycling. Um, right. So uh, we're, we're pretty busy. Yes. So every day do you see guys with large bags of... Oh, yeah, we do. On, if you're just talking cans... Yeah. Um, we do prob we do anywhere from 900 to 1300 pounds a day. Pounds in aluminum cans. How many cans would does it take to make a pound? Maybe it's about 29, 29 to 30 individual cans. So, so, so it's like 30,000 cans a day, um, or something like that. That would be probably let's see, if you did a thousand a day, you're talking seven thousand a week. Okay. Seven to eight thousand a week. Pounds. Pounds. I was just translating that to oh, cans. So, yeah, yeah yes. that's huge. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot. So your business is actually doing a huge service because without your business, there would be nowhere to put all this recyclable material. True. 
Where yes. would they? Where would they go? The city would well, have to deal with it, right? The city would have to deal with it. I don't know that the landfill would be able to take that on. Right. Um, but you're in the era of sustainability. Right. So recycle, you know, reuse, right. all of those things. And rather than it becoming a waste, you would want to be able to keep it in a restri- recycling stream and, and reuse it right. somewhere down the road in another <laughs> right. form. Now, this whole thing about... Uh, the story that all the plastics at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean, I mean, is is there actually some countries that don't recycle these things? We're coming up on that first break, so we're going to get back to that in a minute. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. We'll be right back with Kim Scott from Chico Scrap Metal. Hello, this is Samantha Landy. And I bring you Psalms of Hope, heard here on Life Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon. So do tune in and join me for beautiful music and an encouraging word from the Lord. Psalms of Hope with Samantha Landy, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon, here on KKXX. Educate your children about the seriousness of drug abuse and let them know there are other alternatives besides drugs to deal with problems. If there's love and understanding, there's hope. Don't let a substance keep a child from living. That message courtesy of the staff and operators from Glenn County Transit Service, 777 North Calusa Street in Willows. Please call 888-800-7433. That's 888-800-7433 for Glenn County Transit Service, where service is paramount when it comes to their business. Praise the Lord. I'm Sharon Knotts inviting you to join me and my dad, R.G. Hardy, on The Sound of Faith, mornings at 10, here on KKXX. If you are drawn to inspirational preaching, informative in-depth teaching, and biblical perspectives to current issues under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, then Sound of Faith is perfect for you because we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. 10 o'clock weekday mornings here on KKXX, Chico's Christian Radio. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. So glad you have a little time in your afternoon to spend with me. I'm talking with Kim Scott, one of the owners of Chico Scrap Metal. We were on the subject of the recycling plastic, and I had a question. I've heard things about the ocean being full of a bunch of plastic bottles, but those don't go from the U.S. out to the ocean, do they? I mean, that's totally illegal, right? I mean... Not that I'm aware of. Um, the United States is pretty good in California, um, specifically about recycling plastics. Right. And so that's not something I see generally. I, I'm just curious. I'm wondering if there are but, a lot in the ocean. It could be that foreign countries don't have those kind of regulations and they are dumping them. Could be. And, yeah. of course, you have your regular person that's maybe not very conscientious about recycling. Well, yeah, I know the Coast yeah. Guard has all these rules about what you can and can't right. throw overboard, and it's pretty strict. Yes, so, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. So the whole thing about the plastic bottles and recycling leads to the reason why I first found out about your business when I was talking to a friend of mine. And we were kind of talking about the fact that the Neil Road landfill might not be around forever. Is that something you're aware of yet? or You know, I've, I've heard rumblings about landfills needing to phase out or reduce the materials that they take. Um, right. And so... I wonder what their solutions are going to be to come up with to remove, to get rid of landfills. I mean, what else would you do? Incinerate or something? I think that is one discussion that's been, you know, thrown out there. Maybe an energy plant with boiling water while you're incinerating. Yeah, or cogen. You know, there's been some cogen plants that have talked about that. I don't know how well developed that is. Right. Uh, but then you have to talk about the trade-off because some folks will say, well, what about the air emissions? I was going to say, then and you so, would have a bunch of smoke to deal with. Correct. So, right. So I, I don't know what their solution is. I hear that's 10 years out, but 10 years can go fast. It sure does. <laughs> 
Now, the Chico Scrap Metal, you have a Durham station and an Orville. Do they all kind of work together, or do they operate sort of as separate entities? I mean, uh, do you share things with them? or Primarily... They operate separately, but yes, we share. We're an incorporation. Right. And so, and so, like, if you have one big supplier that picks your stuff up, they might pick up from all three or something? or Yes, but we actually have our own small fleet of trucks. Oh, okay. So we take care of so our own transportation. So you have trucks going in between and stuff? Yes. And then we also do have trucks come up and pick up our material. Right. So it just kind of depends. And they probably depends. pick up from all three sometimes, Yes. Right? Yes. Wow. Now, there's been uh, some discussion about environmental issues with the chico scrap you're right there on 20th street correct and you're near sierra nevada oh, across the street yeah. yeah and aren't you about one door away from whitmire auto center or two doors no two you're doors. on the other side of the plumbing yes supply. the plumbing's between us okay correct. now the plumbing doesn't really do much except retailing and wholesaling right correct they're an online they're more like a warehouse correct right so they're not doing any real activity correct i mean they're not yeah. building or emitting anything not that i know so has your business had a little bit of issue with the environmentalists or the people who worry about toxic metals or something or what's the deal with that (laughs) well let me start out with this saying there's nothing on our site that goes up down or out and clarify that for me so one of the discussions that those that oppose us being there have said is we're toxic things are airborne um, I've had oh, a. Oh, yeah. They're saying it leaves your place and drops into the neighbors. Correct. Okay. Correct. But that's not the case? That is not the case. And I have had a and continue to have a close relationship with Department Toxic Substance Control, DTSC. Is that a state or a county? That is a state okay. agency. They're the California arm of EPA. Oh, okay. Okay. So. We've been working with them, gosh, really since 2008. In 2012, we concluded a full investigation of our 20th Street location. There's contamination there on the ground, but it appears to be historical and not related to our operations. Right. Uh, The spot we're at right now is you decide how do you want to manage it. Okay. It's never gone uh, mobile. That's been proven because one of the things you do when you go through a scientific investigation, you also check outside of your own perimeter. Right. And so yeah. how else would you know whether stuff's leaving? Correct. Right. So that full investigation showed that there's nothing that's left our property. The area that appears there's contamination has not mobilized, has stayed put. So we um, are working with DTSC to cap it. That's one right, of to the... To make sure it doesn't... Yeah, or that nobody's Change. walking on it or right. doing things. Right. It's not part of our operation now. We, When we came into that site in 83, uh, things get muddy during the winter, and we also wanted to be mindful about the ground. So we have about 14 inch of concrete pad. We poured that okay. within so that, the first couple so years. So when the rainwater doesn't run out to the gutter or anything. No. Right. no, and there's nothing that seeps down into the ground. We've tested groundwater. There's no issues there. So. Right. Um, you know, we, we rely on that science right. to direct and guide us. DTSC now, does too. When you have one of those types of investigations, do you end up having to pay for that? Yes, sir. Wow. Yep. So the company actually had to pay directly to the DTSC or to contractors who do the reports? Both. Amazing. Yeah. We have to actually, the way it's set up, the state agency oversees the investigation, but we're responsible for hiring um, our own chemists. Certif- certified people. Correct. Right. And our is there geologists. A list of ones that are okay to use via these state agencies? I mean, you can't just go down to Chico State and grab a professor, right? Correct. Yeah. There's actually uh, uh, businesses that right. do this. <laughs> right. And that's their and so, certifications and everything. Oh, yeah. All yeah. of their geologists have to have certain certifications. Right. And so you identify who you're going to work with. You. Right. Get that approved by DTSC. And then you and pay then, for it. Yeah, and then you pay for it, yes. <laughs> so that was done, was that finished in 2012 or yes. started? Finished. How, how long did it take, like a whole year uh, or something? No, it's a two to three year process. Oh. Yeah. So you did that yes. and you came up pretty much with a clean bill of health, basically, yes. through the state. Yes. So what are the arguments that people are using if you do have that clean bill of health from the DTS is it DTCS? DTSC. DTSC. Okay. Um, what well, are what their I arguments? I hear some really comments that I do not believe are supported in fact. 
or science uh, that we're putting hazardous waste into the air. Right. Uh, but we've had air quality out there. We've had everybody. Right. There's a they've scientist out there. Out. Right. They've been there. Right. Uh, so, uh, so the the alleged is that we're putting things into the air, we're putting things on the ground, or we're putting things into the water stream. Uh, I know some of the folks involved with being against us have contacted DTSC. DTSC can't give them anything that isn't there. Right. It's so either public information. It's public or not. information, right. but yeah. they can't come up with a letter that says, "Yeah, this is a bad place." Right. If it were, I think this conversation would have been over a long time ago. Right. Um, now, can the other side initiate a uh, scientific test, or would that be invasive of your property? I mean, could do they have the right to do that if they, if they really want to get you to move? I mean, I'm just thinking yeah. outside the box a little bit. As far as I know, they would not. It would not be... Um, I think honored by DTSC. I mean, right? They wouldn't let that happen unless, correct. like, there was people, you know, getting sick all correct. around you or something. Then right? They might go in. And people talk about, you know, the school or the surrounding community. Right. I have employees that have been there over twenty-five years. I have a family myself. We've all been raised right. in it. We you, have you third work generation. At the location. Yeah, we're right. there every day. <laughs> right. I've got, like I said, employees that have been at that location. Yep. for since you know right. 24 25 plus years now is it like a is it like a law or a statute that you have a don't you have a big metal wall around or it's not don't you aren't you kind of invisible behind your <laughs> gate or whatever you know you, you're required about to scrap yards there a lot of times they're just walled around yeah you're required to have a fence that's right. appropriate okay deemed on whatever the the reason i ask that is that i have no idea how close you are to the school because i mean you could drive around that neighborhood, and to me, it's a little bit confusing in that area. It is. C Street and Franklin and all that. I get lost when I do go there. Yeah. I believe we're probably within 300 feet, somewhere between three and 500 feet. But you do have to go through a couple of, um, you know, uh, So the edge residents. of the schoolyard is that close to your uh, place there? At an angle. Oh, okay. If you go at an angle, there's some houses in between, now, a single row. Wouldn't what comes to my mind, and we're coming up on that second break, so okay. uh, we might have to continue this in a minute. But wouldn't Whitmire Automotive have have a lot of chemicals going on with their body shop? I mean, they use a lot of chemicals, chemicals and smells from paint. And now, they does anybody actually ever complain about them being near the school, or no, we're the star. Okay. Yeah, we're, okay. we we get you're, first spot. You're the one who gets the attention. Yeah. No huh? one's ever said anything about any of the other manufacturing businesses. Now, I will say right now that I love I love beer. I love Sierra Nevada beer. I could not stand to smell that right. smell. What is it, about six months out of three months out of the year when they're it, brewing? Off and on, yes, yeah. where their hops are and going. personally, I find that totally offensive, even though it's probably not toxic, that right. barley smell or whatever it is, hops. Right. To me, that's really, that's invasive. But I don't think anybody's ever complained about that as far as I know. We're coming on that second break. Okay. So we'll be right back on Business Buzz. Stay tuned. We're going to be back with Tim Scott. How are you going we'll to get to the Sacramento Airport? Use North Valley Shuttle. It's easy online at NorthValleyShuttle.com. Don't be that person who bugs their friends or family to take you. Book online right now at NorthValleyShuttle.com. North Valley Shuttle has added new departure and arrival times each week for your convenience. Serving Chico, Paradise, Oroville, Gridley, Live Oak, and Yuba City, Marysville. North Valley Shuttle gets you there quickly and safely. Leave the car at home and let NorthValleyShuttle.com do the driving. License PSC 20791. Hello, I'm Gary Crossland. Everything in the Old Testament points forward to Jesus. Everything in the epistles points backward to Jesus. That's why I encourage people to read the words of Jesus every day. This is where emotional and spiritual health come from. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Well, where do you read his commandments? But in the Gospels. Now, I know that it's easy to get a little confused when jumping between one Gospel and the next, which is why I wrote the Merged Gospels. It's where all four Gospels are literally translated from the Greek broken down word by word and merged back together into one beautiful chronological story with not one word of scripture removed. You can't buy it in stores. It's available only online at mergedgospels.com. It's great for new believers, for personal devotions, and for group studies. There's also an audiobook, And as always, you get to name the price. 
Just go to mergedgospels.com. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Hope you're having a great afternoon. It's a little smoky. The fires are still going, but the weather's kind of nice, and it's not triple digits yet, so we're kind of okay today. I'm here with Kim Scott. She's one of the owners of Chico Scrap Metal Incorporated, right? Yes. And the business has been around as Chico Scrap Metal on 20th Street since 1983. Yes. And... As, was your dad the owner back then? Yeah, he's still involved okay, in the business. Still, okay. He's 86. Oh, wow. Yeah, just had his birthday. So and, and that business, was it something else before, or did he move to that location? He moved to that location from Humboldt. Oh, okay. And what was there before? Auto wrecking. Oh, okay. AAA. So it was kind of similar. Correct. Right. But back then, there was a lot less uh, requirements of environmental rules and yes. back in the 80s. Regulations but, were different. Yeah. You know, I remember the case of the, I don't know if you remember this one, but down on, uh, my office is on Mangrove, but down on, I think it was 7th, between Esplanade and Mangrove on 7th, there was an old cleaners from the yes. old days. Yes, And there was some major toxic issues going on when they closed down. Yes. Because of all the old chemicals. Correct, for cleaning, yes. But your place doesn't have the old chemical problem, like you were saying, when they did this big test in 2012. Correct. There's no bad chemicals in the ground like gas stations have oh no none of that no yeah. no and so, they test for all of that so do you really have any idea what the complaints are uh, now the city council they've really come out and just wanted you to be fine with things is that right or well they're i think willing to work with us to remain there by doing some improvements which we're happy to do if we get to stay right um and so they were working with us because um as it's playing out None of the parties that are opposing us are trying to buy the property or compensate us. They're just trying to shut our business down. They claim for contamination reasons, but I've yet to see them come up with any hard facts, such as the DTSC report that we right. have. If, if that had been bad, obviously there'd be a lot of trouble. Yes, but, yeah. we'd be maybe having a right. different conversation. So we have to kind of figure out what's the motivation for that argument i'm wondering i guess you probably don't even know right i mean i've thought it i've thought it through right i i really have and i haven't i guess come up with something that i think was solid enough right to put forth right um other than people coming forward saying oh they should move because they're by the school oh they're contaminating the community um, i'm sitting on facts that tell me otherwise so short of that, I don't know what else the motivation is. Right. You know, one thing I've always thought about is when I visit Sierra Nevada and I, I looked at the guest book for the tours uh -huh. and there's people from all over the world. It's like Yosemite. I think people come from Europe and they go to Yosemite Valley. Sure. And then they drive up to Chico to go to Sierra Nevada. Sure. <laughs> Seems to be. And I always thought about the fact that the location of Sierra Nevada, uh, it's just an odd area to find a world-class brewery sitting right there. Did, did that ever occur to you? Well, let me give well, a little history on that. You've been there before them. Correct. Right. So when Sierra moved there, um, I don't even think the freeway overpass was complete. Okay. So yeah. at that time in the 80s, right. that was all barren property. Right. Uh, so they moved there after we did. They clearly knew they were moving across from a uh, scrap recycling metal scrap metal yard. Right. Maybe they had no realization that they were going to grow the way they did. That uh, could be. And once you once they got there, right, and started investing and in things. So, but, I, but they haven't really. 
they haven't really tried to you know how like Enlo has pretty much taken over a 12 square block area yes every yeah. house is a medical yes. building yes i mean sierra nevada from what i see i know i i actually know somebody who sold a house to them mm, because yes. they wanted to use it as like a daycare center for employees right all those houses along franklin yes franklin yeah. yes and so but i do remember talking with the person who did that at one of those deals, and I remember them saying, yeah, well, they wouldn't pay any more than the market value. Right. It doesn't seem like Sierra Nevada wants to take that whole block over because they could have done that in the past. I mean, they're, they're so well, they're big. Well, they're a bit landlocked with Costco right behind them. Right, but then so. the other direction has that little red hen or the clock shop yes. or something. Yes. Now, that's still owned by some private guy, right? Correct, it is. Okay. So if they wanted to expand, they could buy that whole street up, I'm sure. I mean, they don't want to overpay, obviously. No, they but probably don't want to overpay. I'm just trying to eliminate this as one of yeah. our, our reasons why people are complaining about you. Okay, yeah. So let, we, maybe we can rule out Sierra Nevada. <laughs> well, they recycle with us, so right. okay. I, you know we're yeah, serving no, the fine. purpose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, then it's, then it's not a big so, conspiracy. And, and we can look prettier. Right. And so. A1 Plumbing's got a big enough warehouse. They yes. don't need your spot. They recycle with us, too. Okay. Yeah. All so. right. So, so the, now, the, what are the official complainers that you've talked with? Is it a one of those neighborhood groups? What, who uh, are the official complainers here? There is a neighborhood group that came up called Move the Junkyard that Carl Ory was taking the lead on. Now, who's, uh, give us a little bit on Carl Ory. Well, all I know what is... What you know, I don't okay, know much. Currently, he's a city council member, okay. one of the newer ones from the last voting. Okay. Prior to that, he was just a citizen, but he had been on the council uh, many years ago and states that he was part of that Chapman Mulberry plan that was going to revitalize Chapman Town. And was that the one that did the new stuff on Park, where they did the nice landscaping on Park down there? I don't know. I wonder if that's related, because yeah, that I, did I make know. Park a lot nicer. Yes, yeah. I, so I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so that group came along. It was made up um, of some of the people in the community there right. that had moved in over the last 10 years or so. Right. And then a number of folks that don't even live in the area. Right, just unrelated Correct. People who are yeah. kind of and, and community-oriented. Right. Wanting the city to honor the Chapman-Mulberry plan, which is part of the general plan. Okay. And what is that state? Uh, basically, basically uh, as it relates to Chico Scrap Metal, that we were going to cease operations. When did this plan come out? Do you know? 2004. Oh, 14 years ago. Yeah, and they put us on an amortization that said we have to leave by December 2011. Uh, I went before the council and said, well, you know, we need more time to investigate this. Uh, I went away. I came back in 2014 and said, you know, I, we need to revisit this again. Where are we going to go? You're talking about shutting down our livelihood. Oh, and by the way, you're not compensating us. Right, the old and takings clause. The old taking clause. Yeah, that, 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 yeah. ooh, the go you know, it's really too bad for these city governments that there's a thing called the Fifth Amendment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, they did do a lot of redo on that block where Victor, those weird old buildings that were abandoned. Well, Victor's, you know, is it's under DTSC a, too. There's not. Right, but yeah. weren't they kind of contaminated? Yes. That was sort of the story. And they have watering wells on site, monitoring wells okay. on site. Right, because so. they did have ground contamination and Correct. stuff. It's my understanding. Right. That's And now there's isn't there like a landscape materials place working out there? Yeah, on of part of that little yeah, empty yeah. lot it sells gravel yeah. and different landscaping materials. Yes. Now I heard somebody man I don't know a lot about it, but that Victor's used to manufacture like toothpaste tubes or something. Some Yes, I worked there for a little while oh. in my early days. <laughs> so they probably used a lot of weird chemicals in the old days, right? Probably. Kind of like the laundries, the cleaners did. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So could that renovation of that block be part of this Mulberry Chapman Town thing, you think? Or You know, yeah, I don't I would have know. To look into it yeah, I don't more. know if it stretches yeah. to that side right. of um, Fair Street Mulberry. See, what I'm thinking is whatever this, I need to read more about it. I apologize for not knowing. But this Mulberry Chapman Town plan, what is it? What's it entail? More well, retail it, or something? Not necessarily, but as you go into more of the center of Chapman Town, which like where the where the homes are, and where like, the homes there's are, still a little family market residence. there on Boucher and all Correct. that. Correct. Right. Yes, and they've 
that's been revitalized. Right. Got a facelift. And there's a nice park in the middle of there, too, I there's think. There's part of 20th Street Park, kind of. And C Street. You yes. go back there. Yeah. I, Correct. Been, yeah. Yeah. So in that area, there was conversation about, of course, getting them on sewer and just um, trying to, I guess, improve right, just the gen- community. Is it kind of a general plan to improve? I mean, it doesn't sound like there's much specific in it except getting rid of your business? Pretty much. Okay. Because when you talk about, you know, unless you're talking about sidewalks and sewer, okay, that's a different conversation. Now, is there sewer out at your area? Yes, along 20th Street, yes. So 20th but into is the on community the sewer. of Inside Chapman. Is still septic in there? S- yes, some of them are still septic. Oh, okay. Yes. Now, so that sidewalks be... on 20th, they are in place or are they spotty right now? Uh, along 20th Street, yes. They're still spotty? But inside the Chapman Town community, spotty. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, but... You've got homeowners, so then the homeowners have to be willing to, you know, improve maybe their landscape or those kinds of things, um, yeah. or and, the way they live. Right, um, and I do know that uh, a lot of these neighborhoods, well, all the neighborhoods in Chico have a lot of renters and landlords yes. that don't live there. Correct. And you know, I believe, I mean, I'm not saying I know all this, but I'm assuming if you had a neighborhood of all owners and no renters, you would probably have a lot better landscaping and keeping things cleaner. I'm just guessing. You know, it's you know, it's always know. a mixed bag. Yeah, landlord a lot of landlords are really good. Yeah. And they do and a And some great homeowners job. Yeah, they aren't. They're it's, fine with what their yard looks right. like. <laughs> so there's no way to really generalize on that. But right. I'm just I'm just a little bit surprised and like I say, I haven't done my research like I should, but uh this Mulberry Chapman Town plan doesn't sound like it's got a lot of specifics, but this What's it called? Get rid of the junkyard.com or something? Something like that. Maybe it was move the junkyard. Move the junkyard. Yeah. Uh, hmm. But, you know, interesting to our personal experience for Chico Scrap Metal, we've been spot zoned. So only our zoning has been changed at our business location. So w- now what is, tell me what that means it's, exactly. W- what did it get zoned to? It was light manufacturing. It's now um, commercial. Well, low residential. Okay. Neighborhood commercial. Okay, so that could be turned into a strip mall, theoretically. Well, I don't know. At one point when I was doing the research about, gosh, what would we do with that property if we weren't there and we right. owned it, um, come to find out it's not zoned for much. Oh. When I've gone before the uh, city planner right. several years back, it's like, well, I talked about putting an antique store there because we get a lot of things coming through the scrapyard that I could put. Right, maybe, right. Uh, no, not no, licensed that for that. No, not so. no. <laughs> Now, we are coming up on that uh, third break, but okay. before we get there, what is the size of the lot that you guys are on? Well, the acreage for that lot is about two acres, but we only operate on maybe one. Oh. There's a back lot that butts up against 16th Street that we don't do anything on. Oh. Is there some shrubs and trees and bushes yes. back there? Yes. I mean, we have oh. s- some of our trailers parked there that we haul right. stuff, but, but there's no operation. But you like no. right next to somebody's backyard fence or anything? Correct. Well, we're on that last break, and we'll be back in just a minute. We're talking with Kim Scott of Chico Scrap Metal Incorporated. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. We'll be right back. A perfect creation. This is Ken Ham with a passion for sharing God's Word and the gospel with the world. All this week, we're going back to the basics of creation. Now, yesterday we learned that the first basic is the age of the Earth, just 6,000 years. We don't live in a billions of years old universe. And today's basic ties in with that. At the end of the creation week, when God looked at all he had made, he said it was very good. God's original creation was perfect. Now, if our Earth is old, then there were millions of years of death and suffering before God declared everything was very good. But that's not the character of the God of the Bible, who calls death an enemy. God's original creation was free from death and suffering. Those are the result of Adam's sin and the curse. Plan your visit to the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum at AnswersRadio.com. Listen to this program again, view a full transcript, or share it with others at AnswersRadio.com. I'm little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spell. No, that like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip, 
me over it. Pull me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. We're here for the final quarter hour. Business Buzz is always trying to entertain and inform you. Today we're here with Kim Scott from Chico Scrap Metal Incorporated. And I'm learning a lot as I go. I, Like I say, I'd like to apologize to the audience because I, I'm not aware of all these different plans that are going on with Chico City Council. To be honest, where I live, I don't get to even vote in the city, so I sort of don't pay attention to even though where I work I'm in the city and I really wish that was my voting spot but I'm not going to fake that so anyway but I was checking with Kim your direct neighbors don't have any direct problems with you that we were talking about that during the break that's true you don't have any direct complaints from like somebody 50 feet away saying oh you guys are terrible I have not had one right and you have been at the Chico City Council just in July, about three weeks ago, and yes. you're going back tonight. Is that what you said? Yes. Oh. So. So what happened at the July event? The July event basically was a result of uh, Bob Mulholland suing the city council. Now, who's ba- fill us in who that is, because I'm not well, up. On other all, than everything. Jane Dolan's husband. Oh. Um, okay. That might We're say it all. We're talking entrenched yeah. political person. Correct. <laughs> okay. um, Does that have something to do with Putnam Mulholland Motors? I don't think so. Okay, I was just wondering. I don't wondering. think so, yeah. Okay. Oh. So he sued the city of Chico to force them to either repeal the development agreement that they had in place with us to improve how we look, or to put the referendum on the ballot, the November 7th ballot. Uh, so the city council now has decided to take back their development agreement. Oh, the one that is allowing you to just spiff things up or Correct. whatever? Correct. Uh, there go, uh, tonight is the first reading of that decision um, and it continues to move forward. Uh, so the, if you happen to be reading the paper or not, uh, there's been a lot of talk about the cost of uh, lawsuits, et cetera. And so either way, whether the city council repeals a development agreement or... It goes to the referendum. There's a lawsuit right. coming. Right. Uh, because, you know, our family business. Right. Depends uh, on where you're at. It and depends like you on say, where we're at. Yeah. If you were forced to sell, you wouldn't get any real price for it because the next guy knows he's in trouble. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, we want, we, we, we want democracy to work and we want our due process. Right. And so wow. we, we don't know any other way to get it. Well, this is a current event. Yes, tonight. it is very current. <laughs> Well, you know, I hate to make it a laughing matter, but I read a lot of stuff. And one of the books I've read, and I've tried to read some here uh, during the show when I can, but it's called The History of the Supreme Court. And it was written in about 100 years ago, 110 years ago. And this guy details what the Supreme Court's really all about. And there are some cases lately where the governments do the taking and they pay the supposedly fair market value but the end use of their taking is not for, you know, the, the general rule for taking something is for the public benefit. But from what I've read, and I'm not an expert on this, around the country now you'll have takings where they'll take people's private property, but they'll end up selling it to like a developer for new homes or shopping centers. Have you read about that at all? You know, I have not seen a lot of that. I've heard a little bit. I haven't read about it. I think it happens quite often now because our courts are so pro, I I won't even say it, but I don't think courts are that trustworthy all the time. Yes. And I think in 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 the world, I think the absolute worst despicable person, and I'm not saying anything local, but the idea of a crooked judge is the most despicable job you could do. And I know there are some. And I've read this thing about the history of the Supreme Court. And basically these big rich guys stole all the land from the beginning. But if if you guys come down to 
being forced to move, that's where you say there's going to be a lawsuit because they're not going to offer you any kind of fair price. Is that right? Well, they haven't offered any so far. So right, right now. I'm just saying I'm trying to figure out what their end game goal is on this thing. Well, and I don't know because it's not about um, – it's them. not about a new person that wants to take your property Well, it's not about over. buying our property. They right. just want to shut us down. That was the point of their amortization, which is illegal, uh, is to just cease our operations, that we would continue to... You mean the whole thing where they said you had to be gone by 2011? Is You're saying that was illegal? Correct. Has that been established as illegal? Have you fought um, that? We have not yet. That's going to be part, part of this of the process. Deal, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we thought we avoided that, of course, by this development agreement. Right. But now they're trying to stop this development but agreement. Now the development agreement is um, in the process of being revoked or taken back. Right. Okay. Uh, and so I don't want to, you to give away any secrets to your, no, <laughs> your, I won't. your side here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Now the, the people that are doing this in the city council, mm-hmm. who, there has to be a councilman bring this up, right? Yes. So who's the councilman that's bringing this up? Well, initially, in 2011, it was Jim Walker, who was sitting on the council at the time. And I had, um, you know, I had reached out to all the council members, okay, to try to, you know, state my case or advocate for our business. And in talking with Jim, um, he was willing to bring it back to the council. Now, was he, would he be considered a conservative or a liberal or both or medium? Um, I think I, I would say he's probably considered liberal, okay, more on the Democrat side. That name side. doesn't strike me as one I remember a lot yeah. from. So right, and then um, in 2014 when I came back around, um, then uh, another or, city council member. Which was the city council member? Uh, Coolidge. Coolidge. Yeah, he's on the council now. Oh, okay. Yeah. And would he be considered conservative or liberal? Conservative. Oh. And he's the one that's actually bringing this to the agenda? Oh, no. No, no, no. This Doesn't is... one of them have to introduce it? Or does a private well, party it's... introduce it? No, but it got introduced with Jim Walker initially. So it's in the it's system. Stayed. It's been, it's been okay, so in it's the system. So it's been like an open thing that could be brought up at yes. any time? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Once Jim brought it back oh, okay. onto the calendar. In 14. In 11. Oh, in 11. Yes. Okay. So it's pretty much open season for someone to bring this up. At that point, once it got pulled back on the right. calendar, and then again. So how does it get pulled on the calendar? I'm not that well, familiar with city politics. My understanding is, which I think is odd, is a council member has to do that. That's what I, that's what I was getting to. Yeah, So correct. who brought it up? Well, 2014 is when Mr. Coolidge brought it right, back. Right, but I mean, who brought it up lately? Oh, it's just been. It's just sitting on the back burner? Well, what happened after 2014 is that's when we started working on this development agreement okay, concept. Okay, so that's been on the back burner for correct. a few years. Okay. Correct. Right. And. It, we were making, you know, what we thought progress. Right. We signed a development agreement with the city council. Now, what did that involve? That involved you spending money. Is that right? Oh, of course. Of course. And uh, in fact, I've spent a hundred thousand dollars already on a development it, is, agreement. Is, that's is no it, good. Is it aesthetic development or? Yes, but you have to hire. You have to hire an engineer. Right. To approve every little right. move. Right. Yes. Right. And because of the new fence we were gonna put in. Right. That had to be engineered. Right. Um, you had your landscape engineer. Right. Uh, right. So. So you're talking a hundred grand just in compliance with this. Well, I, I have nothing to show for it, but I have a receipt. Right. Part of that also because when you prepare an application and a permit, the city charges you. Oh yeah. Every so time. So I've you... paid the city about twenty thousand. Right. <laughs> for some paperwork and a permit, I no longer going to have. Right. Good anymore. Right. So somebody's getting paid. <laughs> right. It's not us yet. You know, I don't mean to laugh about this, but well, sometimes you just got to, you know, keep a smile and go forward. But I mean, I, I am, I need to learn more about this because I feel a little bit uneducated, but, uh, you know, to me, it does strike me as a little bit odd that there's all of these, um, there's all of these people who are seeming like you're the only person that you need to deal with there, but it's a whole Chapman Town Mulberry group. We have a caller we're going to get on the line right now. Hi, caller. What you doing? Hey, Harold. It's Jim. Uh, hi, Jim. How are you? Thanks for introducing me oh. to Kim. Oh, yeah. Kim's great. I mean, her business is so necessary. If, if recycling is your 
priority. If, if, really, if it's really important, and people like him are so important, what they do is they take uh, tons and tons of material out of the waste stream before it ever goes to the dump. Right. The longer you ship this stuff, the more mixed up and crappy it becomes, and it becomes more unusable, and the price for any of it drops through the floor. Now, so uh, just we, to, just to let really the, need her. Just to let the listeners know, Jim's a licensed contractor who does a lot of business in the Chico area. So, Jim, you you could foresee a lot of problems if there was no Chico scrap metal working in Chico. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. Who's going to... They take all those tons of cardboard. Let's just take cardboard because you can see it. It's real easy to see. That is a, 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 it's relatively valuable as far as a paper product goes because they can recycle that fiber. And if you keep it clean, it's actually pretty reusable for not only cardboard packaging, but also for insulation types right. and yes. different, different applications in construction. But metal is the big one. Metal is a huge cause of pollution and CO2 generation in our in our uh, present-day world. I mean, look at Anaconda Copper down there in uh, Arizona. It's the biggest open-pit mine in the world. It's it's a, a mile across, and look what it takes to get copper out of the ground, and we throw it away. Right. I'm telling right. you, uh, <laughs> I throw away yards and yards of materials that have copper in it, and I, there's no way to save right, most right. of it. I so save so what if I there can. wasn't a scrap metal place, it would just have to be buried somewhere, right? Well, it would just go, you know, I'm not going to separate the stuff out, take all the recyclables down to Neil Road, right? go to the recycling pit, and then come back and get all the stuff I can't recycle, like old tile, old sheetrock, uh, uh, waste concrete, and that makes a se- separate trip. So I'm, I'm going 10 miles down there, 10 miles back. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to put it all in one debris box and get rid of the whole thing in one shooting match, and, and it's done. It's out of my way. And I right, it. right. But see, now here on 20th Street, I can take a truckload of stuff over there, copper, uh, uh, steel pipe, aluminum pipe, uh, copper wire, copper fixtures, right? Brass, uh, old brass uh, foot pegs. I mean, there's, there's a million things that uh, we use every day in our society that's easily recycled by sending it right to 20th Street. You don't have to go anywhere. Right. They have the facilities to separate all the different metals, and that's a, that's a big project in itself. Wow taking the steel rivets out of aluminum, taking the copper out of, out of right. uh, they, they brass. Right, they have to separate everything, and no no way would yeah. private people be able to do all that. Oh, you can't. There's right. no way you can spend that kind right. of time. Right. It's, it's time-consuming. Hey, Jim, and those thank, metals are important. Thanks a lot for the call. We're coming up up in the end of the show, but, hey, thanks a lot, and I appreciate your input. Hey, we'll talk to you. Thanks right a lot, Jim. Jim. Thanks, Jim. So getting back to that now, have the people who now that and that's just an example that a contractor who uses your services is just kind of saying you got to have one of these places, right? Uh, does the people who are doing stop the junkyard or whatever do they offer a new place for you to go or something with some city subsidies or something? Nope, I've no. not had any uh conversation or have not been approached. I should say. I mean, I'm just thinking if any, you guys were a half mile away somewhere that was still convenient for people to drop off, theoretically you could do that, right? Yes, but location is important. Right. Okay, location is important because the, the traffic. You have a lot of walk-ins, We right? have walk-ins, people that ride bikes. Uh, yeah, so the traffic is runs the gamut. Right. Okay, from so small to large. So without being where you are, it really would hurt the business. Oh, yes. Yeah. Or somewhere within, you know, as I've said a few years ago, you know, if you really support recycling and sustainability, a recycling center should be woven into the fabric of the community. We belong p- to be part of the community so that people can access you. Okay, that's the whole point of recycling. And I don't think it would be as effective if you had to ride out to the dump or close right, or to the go dump. Or a mile across the freeway or something. Correct. Yeah. Um, that's just the reality of our world. Right. There's no reason why we cannot coexist. We can. Yeah. We can coexist. You know, that's, that is kind of the motto of all these, and I won't, you know, I'm not going to label anybody, but in general, the whole environmental movement is saying, you know, keep it local. Right. You know, like this place going out on Bruce Road is going to have shops, mm-hmm. homes, right. offices. I mean, it's kind of like a little community. Correct. And I think about that because I stop a lot at the... It's the, well, it's right here near the radio station, the Longfellow Mobile across the street oh, yes. near InMotion. 
And to me, that reminds me of when you're a kid, the little neighborhoods where right. you'd ride your bike, go get a Coke and hang out with your friends. And then when you're older, you stop and get gas on the way home. But that whole kind of neighborhood, you don't see those much anymore. And, and there is this little one here at Longfellow and it's all because of that gas station, I think. Yeah. But that's the whole thing about this. Why wouldn't the, whoever is wanting you to move the junk or stop the junkyard, I just don't know why they haven't also thought of these arguments we've been bringing up. Right. I mean, I don't want to be one-sided, but, you know, I'm not talking to anybody on the other side right now. But um, why don't they bring up some of those? And I know we're coming up to the end. So anybody who wants to get involved a little more with this could actually go to the city council tonight. Is that right? Come and support Chico Scrap. Absolutely. Come and Chico Might Scrap. be a long night tonight. Right. I've looked at their agenda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they always have <laughs> a whole big... But you can contact any of your city council members. You can email them or call them or write them a letter. Um, any way in which you can communicate your support would be greatly appreciated. Right. So anybody who agrees with the fact that maybe people shouldn't be uh, forced to move their business,